Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus this is the 415ers podcast brought to you as always on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Please follow us on YouTube. Uh, click the links. We always appreciate comments, feedback, anything of the sort. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. All right, let's let's kind of move out of the, the quarterback conversation, Mark, because I do think there are a few things that this offseason is it maybe doesn't pertain to to breaking news or anything or a guy working out or being tabbed with the 49ers. But I do think this is kind of a, I don't know, maybe an interesting topic we can dig into. And that is which position right now is most open outside of the quarterback, because this is a very good roster. And I think you could go a few different ways with this. So before I answer, I'll throw it to you first. Where does your mind go when it comes to positions right now that either I guess need shoring up or, you know, are just more open when it comes to those kind of OTA and preseason battles that we'll eventually see. You might not like this answer and, and maybe it's a boring answer. You're going to say know. kicker. I was going to say kicker. Yeah. <laughs> kicker. Because I mean, we talked about it when they signed Zane yeah. Gonzalez, they gave yeah. up what a conditional seventh round swap. Mm-hmm. essentially they gave up nothing and Zane Gonzalez has no guaranteed money on his deal. They can cut him whenever and they don't have to pay him anything. And literally it costed them the, the least it could ever cost a team to acquire anyone ever a conditional seventh round swap. So it might not even happen because it, it's based on where the two teams finish in the standings. Um, anyways, so you, you look at all of that and you're wondering, okay, are they going to replace Robbie Gold? It, it seems like it's headed in that direction now. And they've already worked out a handful of kickers. 
you, you look at some of the reports. I know the Athletic has been on top of this. The Auburn kicker, Anders Carlson. The Michigan kicker, Jake Moody. Maryland's kicker, Chad Ryland. There are others as well that they have, uh, you know, been reported with, worked out, seen play, seen kick, all of that. I think that might be the most wide-open position on the Niners right now, Evan. Uh, there are other candidates, which we will get to. I'm sure you have you have one that I haven't thought of. Uh, but kicker, I think that's wide open. It is anyone's bet who could win that job. I'm not sure the Niners trust a rookie kicker. I'm not sure they would trust a rookie kicker. Uh, it's kind of dangerous for a team that has legit Super Bowl aspirations to hand that job to a rookie kicker. But it seems to me, at least, that that job is is still wide open right now. Yeah, I, I think that's that's one where where my mind certainly goes. Uh, special teams. I mean, I guess you want to say kickoff, punt, return. Ray Ray McLeod up until this past year didn't give us a ton of confidence, mm. but this year may have restored some of that. So he's probably the guy coming in if you want to dive into some nitty gritty on special teams. Um, the first place my mind went was was the second cornerback spot, and, yep. and I think that that's also a position that will be addressed in the draft. I don't know if it's going to be specifically for that second spot or maybe you know the nickelback position we could see kind of a hybrid safety i know they brought in miles hartsfield that can play multiple spots in the secondary but i think they'll add to that and add some depth during the draft i i just i understand diamador lenore uh shout out oregon Kodak. was very good filling in for Emmanuel uh, uh mosley down you know for the majority of last season but my, my confidence in him really wavered from game to game. And I know he had some great performances, especially in the postseason. Thought he was, you know, good against Seattle, solid against Dallas. Uh, but that second position, I, I, I'm just not so sure that Lenore is going to be able to maintain. I'm not. He doesn't have to be Charles Trevor's Ward by any means, but I, I do wonder if he's going to be able to one stay healthy the entire season, two be able to man down that second spot as he did last year. And right now, if you're looking at places in which you can go out and win a spot on defense, there are very few. And I do think that that second cornerback spot is one of them. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yep, you're right. That's another one that my mind went to. Uh, this is a big one as well. We've talked about this position, not necessarily in this exact context, but we've talked about this position a lot. It's right tackle. Uh, it seems like Colton McKivitz is going to be the starter, um, but that seems almost by default more than he earned it. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this seems like a spot where if there is – you know, a third round pick, one of the Niners first picks in this draft that comes in and just absolutely exceeds expectations like that right tackle starting spot is not, you know, automatic. It's not a, a given, a, a dead giveaway that Colton McKivitz is going to start week one. Now, they have Jalen Moore as well. Jason Poe is young, but he's more of an interior offensive lineman. That's a spot where if if the Niners hit on a young tackle, Evan, and he has a great offseason, a great rookie minicamp, a great OTAs, and plays well in the preseason. That could be a spot where you see a starting job won late in this offseason. Similar to, to Spencer Burford this most recent year. I know he kind of split time a lot of the season, but for the most part, he was the team starting right guard. I know tackle is different, 
Um, but I, I think that's also a spot where there's a chance the Niners starting right tackle week one, or at least at some point this coming season, is not on the roster yet. I would not be surprised if they find a right tackle that they adore in this draft. He has a great offseason. And maybe he doesn't start week one, Evan, but as the weeks move along, he continues to, to progress and improve. And then suddenly he's this team starter and they move Colton the Kivitz back to kind of a, a depth piece, a fill-in here or there, wherever there's a, a nick or a bruise or an injury for a week. Uh, I would not be surprised if that happens. It, it seems like they have their starter, but I think of all the you know, the set starters, that one is probably the most susceptible to to being, I don't know, switched to, to, for, for the Niners to, to make a, a different decision at that spot. Yeah, I'm with you. I do think that the right tackle spot, if you're looking at the entirety of, of the offense outside of maybe the third wide receiver um, or, I don't know, I mean, potentially center. You know, they brought in John Feliciano primarily to be a backup, but Jake Brendel appears slated for that spot as of now. That could change. Uh, but I'm with you that there probably is the biggest question mark on that offense at the right tackle spot. I also do think the second defensive end spot right now is – kind of open uh, opposite Nick Bosa. There's a very high standard on the other side. So look, you know, Clellan Farrell, they brought in from the Raiders, uh, you know, former top round pick. He's going to have a chance to challenge. I know they're hoping that Drake Jackson can take that leap in his second season. And and, and I I believe he can too, because I I thought the talent showed, but I also saw Kyle Shanahan's actions when it came to Drake Jackson last year. He was inactive for five of the last six regular season games. Didn't play at all in the entire playoffs after registering, I think, three sacks in his first six games. And there was talk of him hitting a rookie wall. And so I think that that other defensive end spot is going to be open for the for for, for grabs. I know that the Niners like to rotate guys in up on the defensive line. And so maybe it's not a matter of who's starting as opposed to who's finishing, who's in most, who's in, you know, third down situations, who's the pass rusher, who's more of a run stopper. Um, But I do think we're going to see a lot of different names thrown in at that second DN spot opposite Nick Bosa. I think if there is one position, if you, if you were asked Evan, what position do the Niners draft the most of this year? They have 11 picks. Which which position is their most popular pick? I think it's probably defensive end. Because you know, they have Nick Bosa, as you mentioned, they have Drake Jackson. You mentioned Farrell, who who, who they just signed, who was really highly drafted out of Clemson, but has bounced around in the league so far. They also got Austin Bryant, who's kind of been a journeyman. But besides that, there's like basically no one else. And and you don't Nothing against those two guys, but I'm not sure how much you want to rely on those two guys in big moments this coming season. So, And the Niners' philosophy, as we know, is offensive and defensive line, and they're showing this offseason it's specifically defensive line. So if I had to make a bet which position the Niners draft more than any other position this coming draft in a couple of weeks, I think it might be defensive end specifically. I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with that. And, and I think with the amount of guys that they keep active on game days, the majority yeah. of those guys, or I guess the, the largest amount of guys they keep at a certain position group is the defensive line. So I could absolutely see that. 